and I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. Ding dong. Yes, Allah. Roll it up, light it up. Because we're about to light it up here. Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. 420 Spectacular. Horseshoe Genetics. Yes, that's right. Rise and praise. Spark the green. And roll with the HMG machine. Here, channelattitude.com. YOLO. Oh, what's good? What's good? As the Hominions pour in here live, Ben Hamin YouTube channel demonetized, twitch.tv slash Hamin Media uh, monetized. Uh, but uh, great time hanging out last night with uh, all the hardcore uh, wrestling fanatics uh, having a good one, good time watching the show together. It was a strange show, man. A lot of drag, a lot of strum and drag in that show with uh, strange booking decisions and lackluster beginnings uh we'll get to all that i uh, had a great morning uh doing the friday locker room stooge report uh the co-host this week the one and only billy ray valentine joining us some great uh conspiracy fringe infinite fringe talk up top looking forward to having him on maybe even next week again so if you guys got billy ray valentine questions please uh get at me ben uh, at ben underscore hameen or hameen media group oh shit i'm on the wrong group yeah, that fast that fast on the trigger and uh, at the end of the day it all comes down to don't be a stupid bitch okay don't be a stupid bitch if there's one thing we can all take away from it together because it's 420 you guys uh international cannabis holiday cannabis community and uh ja rastafari uh you know the buddha blessed it to bring people together and uh, if you're want to grow your own medicine, your own uh, PTSD stress relief or uh, recreational cannabis, you can always go to horseshoegenetics.com right now and order the most premium cannabis seeds on the market. Uh, and I say overgrow together, you guys. So if you're a smoker out there and you're celebrating the day, that's awesome. I know we got a big party going down here uh, at our other facility. So they set up for that and it just looks awesome. I'll have pictures of that to uh, give Horse at Horseshoe Seeds a follow on Twitter or at Horseshoe Genetics on Instagram as well. And there will be uh, pictures posted there. And uh, we're just uh, really celebrating legalization where we are. So very, very cool, you guys. Uh, but uh, what else is going down, man? A lot of big talk this morning with Billy Ray Valentine. My head's still kind of spinning from that and uh, just getting ready for these big matches I got coming up on uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday in uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. At Crossfire Wrestling, uh, I'm going to be heavyweight champion. I'm going to beat the shit out of Tyler Turva, who calls himself Mr. Saturday Night, and we're fighting on Sunday, so he's done right there. He's done already. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to bring that championship uh, back. I may just uh, take it over to Niagara Falls and throw it over the bridge, throw it in, throw it over the falls, because that's what I think of Chris LaPlante, and that's what I think of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, yo Jimbo, happy Quantum Day to you all. 
Uh, yeah, I'm solo on the dolo. I see the vets in there. It's not that I don't want you in here, but I'm trying to punch in and punch out because I got a lot going down. Not only do I got to do uh, go host this party and uh, help at the shop, I also have to go to wrestling practice tonight and uh, beat the shit out of my greenhorns. So uh, I, I don't want anybody to take offense or anybody's got heat on them for anything. I just I was like, fuck it. I'm going to rip through this. We had uh, a long enough time last night watching the show, and we were just like, I don't know. Everybody uh, was in the time warp uh, to some degree. Uh, so it was, um, you know, some interesting headlines that we covered on the Friday locker room that I'll, I'll run back here a little bit. Uh, uh, some contract things. I guess Hangman Page's contract is coming up here, and in 2024 we have MJF, the Bucks, and Omega all coming up here and um you know on the wwe side some strange happenings with becky lynch and uh drew mcintyre as well now maybe half uh work half shoot who knows on that side but um i don't know man it seems that uh, this locker room can't get it on track and that's the biggest problem that aew is going to have before they can try and do anything successful i would not want to be going into this wembley show with a split locker room uh and he said she said and tweet apologize dive repeat and nobody's stepping up to like get everybody in line because you know massive respect to chris jericho for all he's ever done for this business and accomplishing what he continues to do uh, charity wise for a lot of guys uh who uh have a variety of issues that they might not have to cover medical expenses or uh, other expenses. You know, uh, it always seems Chris Jericho is coming out of pocket big uh, on those uh, donates and uh, he's not doing it for any limelight. He's doing that because he's made his money in rock and roll and reality TV and wrestling and uh, knows how precious that spot is, I think, and takes care of the boys. And as a, as a top dog in the mafia, you know, <laughs> I use that term loosely. Obviously, they don't want us to get hit with a Rico predicate. <laughs> no, what are they going to do? Uh, catch and break us off or catch breaking kayfabe? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, like he's a he's a top guy, and usually, uh, when something happens to somebody, that's the deal that's made in the mob is we're going to take care of your family or what have you. It doesn't always go that way, but Chris Jericho seems to uphold that code you know, and, uh, the, I respect him for that alone. That being said, um, the want for punk to come back and him kind of like covertly trolling and being like, uh, Jericho work with everyone. And then he retweets says not everyone. So then the sheets go nuts because they're speculating. And here I am having to talk about it. Cause it's a fucking story. It's only a part of the whole. And like, how do you regulate on Jericho? And really, that's what needs to be done. I've listened to Bischoff. I've listened to uh, Cornette's take on it. And my take on Russo brand, without listening to theirs, is all very similar. And that's the job I was training for, which was to be what those guys were, the executive producer of many shows or top writers or, you know, of what that is. And, and when you're in that position of power or you're even a – you know, in a, a group of people, group, group, um, that are in a committee, uh, working together to do it. Um, you still have to have, uh, 
a level of being able to regulate your locker room and crack down on people. You don't want to have to do that. You'd like everybody to get along, but you're talking about a bunch of carnies with big egos. And uh, and in this case, probably a lot of (laughs) pansies with, uh, you know, feelings on their sleeves that get slapped all the time. So it's just like, uh, and Tony is worried about giving hugs while the guy's sitting right next to him, cutting a huge promo on him, you know, uh, that somebody needs to step up and regulate. And you thought it would have been a guy like William Regal, not that it's his job, but people should respect Regal enough to not fuck around. However, we still got people in the back punching each other in the face. Um, and then nobody gets fired. You get sent home with pay. So that, that, shows that you're not to be feared and that your job is uh, protected for whatever reason, because you were over and it's a bad look and we'd rather take the loss instead of regulate on the locker room. Well, you see what that leads to. And now the other story is that Thunder Rose is coming back, but Britt Baker isn't wanting her to come back. And Britt's been in Tony's ear and pocket for a long time, (laughs) Uh, a definite politicker in, in the cool kids club, you know, and a smart woman, a doctor. <laughs> so like you're not dealing with a dummy here and Thunder Rosa, there's the controversy of where I can't even remember who she wrestled, but somebody got tuned up pretty good. And instead of waiting for a gorilla to say, I'm sorry, or check on him, she, I guess, darted to the women's locker room and locked herself in the bathroom or some shit. I don't even know. Like this is all hearsay, the wrestled crap. It's all out there on the sheets. And then you even have Tony Storm cutting the half-shoot promo of, oh, I'm only good enough to be champion. So they're firing darts on TV, but nobody knows what is going on because they don't quantify it like it's part of the storyline. That's just them thinking it's cute to bang, bang on each other. And for the hardcores, I guess you can figure out all the pieces of the puzzle. But that, again, shows to me that your locker room doesn't is out of control. And that they're going into biz for themselves to bury somebody else when there was talk of her probably coming back. And that's where they got together and why every women's evolution revolution is nothing more than a marketing term because the cattiness will always arise. I don't care if it's the Rockettes or the goddamn Vegas showgirls or WWE locker room. It it, it always seems like this type of stuff is going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can ask disco. It probably happens over at his club too. So, uh, yeah, man, the, 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 all that going on is all little parts, little wars and like, oh, now we're making a Saturday show and punk's going to be over here. And don't worry, the elite will be over here and they won't have to see each other. Like it's some romper room or preschool, keep them separated. You know what I mean? And, uh, that's not (laughs) fixing the problem either. Somebody needs to step up big. And, you know, Mark Henry, uh, I, I popped when he goes, I'm going to bring that Rip Rogers mentality to AEW. Well, I'd love to see it right here. Because who's going to tell Mark Henry to fuck off or, like, get in his face? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody is. And Mark Henry's got all the credibility in the world to not even get mad, but say what needs to be said. And I think he, 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 that's a guy who you're like, well, who can regulate on Jericho? in a respectful way to be like, I need you on the team this way, not the other way. Um, Mark Henry's one of the few, I think that that could, you know, Uh, I'd love to have that spot, (laughs) but my point is somebody needs to be it because right now the locker room is in 
uh, it seems like a lot of little um, clicks and, and paranoia and everybody knows what needs to be done. What's best for business for Wembley stadium, but it's not coming through. And it definitely didn't come through in the writing last night. So it's very uh, interesting scenario over there, but somebody needs to be the regulator regulators mount up, uh, you know, uh, God damn, I'll regulate them. Uh, and just, uh, not going to work until you do that. And I think that's what Cody was talking about with the spirit of all in that was, everybody giving their best, everybody working together saying yes. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, instead we do these things on Dax's podcast before they canceled it, where, you know, it's, Oh, me and punk talk every day. And I just happened to be mentioning this stuff. Oh, like you're not using that as a way to do it. Oh, we're canceling our podcast. It's not because of pressure. Oh, it's not because you're trying to angle for punk through there. That, that had nothing to do with it and hurting wrestling okay um and that's fine it's a stupid podcast who who gives a shit it's like all of them are stupid at the end of the day even this one but we have a great time together talking about the ins and outs of this little business of ours uh so everybody's using and then cutler uh retweets some article from rolling stone or something from some mark reporter that was detrimental to punk and that gets tweet apologized i repeated but you don't think nick and matt might not be the one he's not going to clear it with them first and they're like yeah say it out there and then if we have to take it away who cares damage done like these are the little weird moves in wrestling where they may not be happening at all however in every wrestler's mind these are what goes through like he's using his stooge to bury me and and most of the time it might be true and other times it's not but those times it was drives wrestlers insane of why they do this little middle school caddy girl shit where's the vice principal to give everybody detention or in school suspension or suspend somebody or expel them why shouldn't somebody be fired for those infractions it's very interesting. And until you do that and guys are punching each other in the face in the back, when you say, don't punch them and I'm not going to fire you and <laughs> you punch them and you get sent home to, with a full paycheck. Okay. It's crazy, man. Like none of that leads to leadership and faith in leadership. So uh yeah the ice man cometh i wonder who it'll be uh you know give me a shot pal <laughs> but the chat room's filling up here 28 strong as i uh um and oh and uh half uh stone ramble on ramble on uh good to see you guys thank you so much for tuning in live here and being homie and media group supporters channelattitude.com gotta give them one pal group yeah group that's it you want that one? No, I want that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a normal day in wrestling, really, <laughs> with the same, same shit going on uh, all the way. Let me redouble check the sheets here, just in case uh, what I had up before uh, is already outdated. Oh, Mandy Rose poses on beach in fitness girl's photo shoot. Yeah, you can look right through her bikini and see her vagina um good stuff everybody uh yeah the wrestling free agent says he uh is looking to speak with president tony khan soon i thought this might be um another story but uh in fact it's kota bushi 
on this one. Uh, looks like he may be a free agent, and I'm sure Kenny can politic to get uh, all that done for him. He says, uh, Kota Ibushi told me him and Kenny Omega have been talking recently in hopes that they will talk to Tony soon. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, that would make the hardcores go crazy and uh, whatever golden elite, I guess, is what they call themselves. Golden shower. Who knows at this point? Uh, where's the video game? Who knows, pal? We got to get Kota Ibushi um, coming over as well. Uh, then it was... Uh, because I thought it might be Richard Holiday because I saw that Richard Holiday uh, is a free agent from MLW and so glad to see him uh, overcome uh, serious cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe, uh, pretty advanced. And a guy I've worked a lot of shows with and tons of respect for, uh, great heel, great performer, uh, really dedicated to the craft. And one of those guys who... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can lump myself in. I don't want to put myself over, but it's like too smart for the business a little bit. You know what I mean? This guy could be a senator, you know, not that he wanted to be a shitbag politician, but, uh, you know, the guy's uh, A plus in my book. And uh, I think him and MJF together again is a great, great uh, look. So I hope MJF's pulling for Richard Holiday and like, I think everybody who's ever worked with him probably really respects him. So anybody you ask about him is going to put him over. So I, I'd like to see that Richard Holliday and MJF, which they were in a crew together before. So it's just a callback and opening forbidden doors and uh, giving a guy who was on death's door, the real forbidden door, uh, the opportunity to shine. You know, I think that's good shit right there. Oh, let's see. As he scrolls through, uh, Biggie, uh, yeah, FTR announcing uh, their podcast is over with uh, and all that kind of shit. But I think that's m the main AEW biz uh, as well. So, oh, shit, you guys, I didn't, I'm way unprepared here. I thought I had the sheets up, but I closed the wrong one. So now I've got to scroll, 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 Marty scroll. Uh, but hopefully you guys are having a good one, man, uh, on 420 and uh, getting busy at 420 with your dogs and, and hanging out, having a, having a good smoke. Uh, does he do the MJF stuff is the question. Yeah, he, he very, you can look up Richard Holiday's stuff, man. It's all, you know, business and coffee and <laughs> very, very metro. Uh, very good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, people keep saying the Matt Coon curse strikes again. I, I guess he's had other podcasts that have gone to shit. I don't really follow him. I knew he was, who was he with? He was with um, Franchise early on, wasn't he? I can't remember uh, and and left that, but uh, that's that. You know, who knows for a thousand reasons. When people go, it wasn't because of this reason, that no pressure from the office, pressure from the office. Uh, da, 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 da. uh but this is the aew dynamite light diffuse 420 review smoked out edition uh so we're gonna rip through this show because this show unfortunately needs to get ripped through and uh rough rough especially uh as we kick this show off man um even this headline kills me from wrestle stink let's hear from the pillars enough with the pillars bro a pillar is something you know is to hold up 
well, not a foundation stone, but, uh, you know, to hold up your ceiling, you know, and I don't see any of these guys holding much over their head. You give, each give them a gallon of water and their arms would crumble within 10 minutes. You know, uh, these look like kids in the ring. It's a bad look. None of them can cut a promo. Uh, it's completely unfortunate seeing how one kid is Hollywood born and bred and probably has access to the greatest acting teachers or should just be watching his dad's 90210 Dylan McKay character and doing takes just like Dylan when he's wounded. Like, oh, I don't know, Brandon. You know, like everything's contemplational. Instead, they're trying to be tough guys. And it comes off as middle schoolers. And it looks stupid. And it's another... Whatever this trend is over there, maybe it's because they all did it. Maybe it's their generation. I don't understand it. Where they got all got sent to psychiatrists or psychologists or social help of some therapy, you know, because these group therapy sessions are never ending in this company. It's always, well, I got here first and you did this, but if they really knew how you were and I respect you the most and you know why here's the surprise, because this is what I think about stuff. Like, what are you even saying? There's no heat in any of this. There's nobody who wants to get heat. Everybody wants to glad hand and tell everybody how much they love them. They, 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 I hate you. You're the biggest scumbag. But you know what? I like you the most. What what the fuck are you even saying? What are you saying? You're saying nothing. It's just verbal diarrhea. And you call a guy out on his face pain or he couldn't make it as a skateboarder. Well, the reality is he was trained by Buddy Wayne and he could probably out wrestle 90% of you. But instead he does all this stunt show shit. But he shouldn't be talking like a normal guy. We don't have character on him. And that's being in the bubble and everyone thinks they're over and they don't want to protect their own business or be different. So instead we just got an emo kid with half a paint face and he's talking in a bad promo, just like the rest of them. And then Sammy Guevara, who's supposed to be cool, looks like he raided his wife's closet and has got on the stupidest little jacket and, and tight pants. Nobody wants to live vicariously through that. So they all look like little dudes at the mall who hang out, who don't have jobs and drive their mom's car around. It, it just looks stupid. And even Darby putting over a promo a couple of weeks ago of like, I bought my parents a house and paid it off. Like that is not what your character is supposed to be. You had it when you were producing your own stuff, but when it comes to in ring and not protected by the camera and the vision, and being in a, a body bag one week, getting dragged behind a car, and now we're doing bought my mom a house promo. It, it's it's completely uh I don't even know. It, it it's chaos, really, when it comes to creative. So to open your show with this and give three of your weakest guys on the mic a chance to speak only to hopefully be saved by MJF, which you're sending out a guy who can cut the promo, but you're going, Oh, by the way, here's uh here's three anchors to carry down with you and try and, and now go swim. Oh, cool. I wonder if this is, let me walk into a dead scene and try and revive it. That's what he had to do. Not an easy task. And he really didn't get that far. Like he, all it was, was more uh, him getting sucked into their little, uh, self-help therapy session game and uh, it just didn't work and when we are kicking off our show as we are in declining ratings adding a third show 
and trying to go to Wembley, we need real story and incident. And it's not to go out there and talk to each other. We need to see things happen. Show, don't tell. Inciting incidents. Going out there and crybaby bullshit back and forth to each other does nothing. It does nothing. So all these guys should not have mic time. Um, they They were put with a mentor for a reason. And now you're trying to push the baby birds out of the nest. But this ain't the show to do it on. And it's definitely not your opening segment. So that alone, add another piece of cordwood onto the fire of like Rome is burning here, okay? And all these guys, none of them will, I don't care, they, whatever. They won't take my advice anyway. They all need to get serious acting lessons right now. Like if they start right now, in two to three years, they'll be ready for the opportunity that they got last night. That's how far behind they are. And they're on TV doing this stuff. Not good. Not a good look. Oh, oh don't tell. Us. We, we need inciting incidents, man. Oh, but Jungle Boy Jack Perry does his promo, and I just broke it all down. So whatever. Um, like, they don't want the harsh, harsh truths. If, if you're going to tell a truth and, and shoot back and forth, Everybody needs an oh my god moment, you know what I mean? And and none of that was here. Um so tonight it's gonna be Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. Tonight. That's happening tonight. And it happens to be the main event instead of another match that absolutely should have been the main event, which is ridiculous. Mm, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm with Soraya versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Uh, the outcasts uh, waste zero time by jumping Hater and Britt Baker as they make their entrances. Uh, shout out to the outcast, big 420 supporters. Everybody was wearing green in some respect last night. So, uh, whether hair dye or attire, uh, or female DX if they're trying to be that. But back inside the ring, Hater takes down both of her opponents, charges the corner to flatten both women, follows it up with a double suplex. Storm stops a lariat with a clubbing forearm. That always looks so phony. Um, so to connect with a super kick is storm and not just when they do it, almost when everybody does it, uh, as they drop to the floor with a hip attack, this goes on and on and on. I'm not going to read all this shit here. Um, but there is one spot in the corner where they're running heat on, uh, Jamie Hayter and man, Tony storm blaster in the face with that ass. You know, you know, most people be like, yeah, I'll take that pal. It did not look fun. That was a, a lot of motion coming through a butt cheek into the side of her head. Uh, and baby gal was at ringside trying to start shit with Britt Baker's mom and uh, and and all kinds of shit. So um, heels try and get heat here, uh, and Britt Baker uh, and Tony Storm uh, go over. Um, you know, it's uh, Britt Baker's uh, that they were at home in Pittsburgh, so everyone's popping huge for it or whatever. Um, but then, uh, yeah, they go to fight out, and and that's about pretty much all that happens because they'll be back later to do a run in. So, oh, let's see here. Let's see. Wardlow is being interviewed backstage, and he admits it wasn't long ago that he had the had a horseman with him. Oh yeah, who was it? Sal, uh, with him who told about leveling the playing field. So he reached out to another and Arn Anderson turns up and runs through everything that QTV have done 
which is kids stuff. He says, you know, they smashed your car, took your wallet, threw your passport out the window, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, until they took his championship, uh, he says what they used to do, uh, wake people up. And he claims tonight uh, they're going to start playing chess. Um, so Arn comes in for the save here. Uh, you know, big uh, cameo appearance and especially, uh, I think, good to have Arn on the scene, keep him busy after uh, his tragic loss of his son. Um, and, you know, to get that love from the people. And no matter what age you are in this shit, performers want to perform. And to get Arn out there and get him, a little positivity that could be just enough light to bring him, you know, uh, out of a, a, a dark, a dark place that I'm sure, uh, he's been in for a minute here. So I was glad to see that for a multitude of reasons, always pop for badass Aaron Anderson, no doubt. And his spot in the match was pretty damn cool too. So, uh, we'll get to that, but, uh, Wardlow and Arn, what are you guys thinking, man? I, I mean, we had Tully and, uh, now we got Arn, uh, you know, I'm not going to say no to Arn Anderson on camera. Uh, let's see here. There was once something there. G-Ball says happy 420, pal. Happy 420 to you as well. Uh, y'all, uh, the elite, the, the elite address Blackpool Combat Club. Kenny Omega says these few weeks have been the hardest of his life, uh, you know, because this is all about therapy in the ring. It's all about it. He says Blackpool Combat Club are great and respected athletes, but that was until they made his friends bleed. Uh, he wishes he took a screwdriver out of the turnbuckle and plunged it into the face of Moxley. Oh, my. I, I can relate to that one, Deuce. I wanted to put a screwdriver through that son of a bitch's face for years. Uh, Omega didn't have much to say. Uh, they're here with an invitation, and they want to see uh, the big uh, cock combat club uh, in the ring to settle things like men. Yeah. Uh, Brian Danielson then appears on the Titan Tron and calls them amateurs. And, uh, the rest of the BCC then turn up, uh, ringside and brawl with the elite. So we got to run in, you know, and Daniel Bryan doing a decent heel promo, but he's, you know, a likable baby face. But, uh, when he's calling those guys amateurs, hmm, even as much as they may respect each other, there is a, a modicum of truth in that because those guys never were WWE and that's the standard by which the world kind of revolves around of if you really made it in wrestling, you were in WWE. So a guy on a big screen talking down to three little guys in the ring, even though he's a little guy, he looks like the all, all powerful Oz and calling them amateurs, mm, there's a little real sting in that. There, There is. Uh, and I like that. I like that. Uh, and then these guys jump them. Uh, Ma, Omega and Mox start brawling, but Wheeler Yuta slams a title into Matt's injured arm, targets the injured area. Castanoli drops Nick. That's a, that's a singles match I'd really love to see is Claudio and Nick Jackson, man. Two awesome, awesome, awesome athletes uh, in their own respected styles and uh that uh, if there's any match i really want to see that's just kind of like that thursday thunder main event it's it's nick jackson versus claudio 14 minutes is where i'd go with it and uh i think it'd be one for the ages right there dude but claudio then drops nick and even though omega helps him briefly the numbers catch up and the three-on-one tech leads them being planted in the ring danielson makes his way down and says they're amateurs except for omega he thought he would be a professional. Wah, 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 wah. Wordplay. 
uh, Don Callis then appears with a chair in hand, but Danielson asks what he's doing and he runs to the back. That was a weird spot. Like if they're getting heat, get it on Callis too. At least Callis could have run in and, and had the chair and you could have just kicked it and he'd take it in his face or, you know what I mean? Or they catch it and they get him and Don gets a chance to react, bip him in the stomach and give him one across the back. Like, I thought that was weird to have Callis run out, run back, but the way they think and they're playing chess, uh, that maybe Don Callis is behind something else and he's with Daniel Bryan. It's just like, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, Danielson says if Omega is not going to live up to his potential, he needs to be gone. Maybe this is how they get rid of him. I don't know. He gets out the screwdriver, but then Callis returns with uh, Takashita and cleans house and puts himself between Danielson and Omega and the BCC runaway. So, you know, they can kick the shit out of everybody, but Takashita is apparently God's, Godzilla now. So Takashita, big baby face pop and to go back and get him. But um, I don't know, the Don Callis run out before that to me was weird. Don Kell's coming out and just stopping at the ramp and going, come on, come on, come on. And now comes Takashita. Might have been better, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick Jackson. Ooh. Like that one, one point Blanchard today on 420 points. Um, Because uh, I've actually uh, sang that in the car on the way to the show before. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs with QT Marshall and Harley Cameron. Oh, wow, look at the stems on her, Ducey. Uh, versus Wardlow with Arn Anderson in the TNT Championship match. Okay. How can you, this is where it goes, this is where we go. You can't open a show with kids that look like middle schoolers and have guys like this on your roster. They just look too goddamn impressive. They look awesome. They're exactly what a pro wrestler should be. And instead of having these guys featured, this match started at 8.50, not at the top of the hour to carry over an audience. It started at 8.50. This is your ongoing storyline that's been happening since Team Taz, really. And this should have opened the show and been your main event for a title because we're going to do a title change here. And this is way early in the story, really. There was, a, there was five outs here that could have kept the title where it was on Hobbs and gotten him more heel heat. So when Wardlow does beat him down the road, it would have been even bigger. But instead we did a title change at the top of the hour where people might just be tuning in to see the finish. So they didn't even see the whole match to keep him there and be like, wow, look at these two studs. I, I, I got to sit and watch this. And if you're flipping through and you see guys opening the show, calling themselves the pillars, having a, uh, you know, 11th grade guidance counselor session together, then like, why would you stay and watch any of that shit when you got these guys that are both freaks in nature, bro? Climate change experts. It's unbelievable, bro. It, it, it's just like, how can that happen? How, how is that even possible? And how is nobody stopping that? You're doing a title match, title change on TV. And they did it. They just did that with... uh FTR like what four weeks ago and now you're going to do another title change on TV because it probably popped people are like oh we didn't see it coming well now when you do we didn't see it coming too many times it's it's possibly see it coming <laughs> so playing a lot of these uh Booker and Trump cards at the wrong time you're you're, you're playing your 
draw four, change it to red for no reason when you don't have any red cards in your hand. You got a handful of yellow. Come on, B. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs takes the fight to Wardlow straight away. Yeah, smashing on each other, dominating the match early on with a trio of belly-to-belly suplexes. However, uh, Challenger fires back by sending Hobbs out of the ring and into the guardrail before clotheslining him over it and then begin brawling to the floor where the fans are through the ringside area, up and down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, back inside the ring, Hobbs connects with a frog splash. That would have beat me. Uh, but Wardlow manages to kick out. Wardlow brings Hobbs down. Then the mat connects with a few shots, but uh, the champ responds with some of his own, and QT Marshall cheats with a cheap shot behind the official's back. They fight their way to the top turnbuckle, but Wardlow sends down Hobbs, with, followed by a senton bomb that gets kicked out of. I don't, it wasn't even uh, kicked out of. He didn't even pin him. Senton bomb, no pin. It was just transition move. Okay. That's not good. And and having guys that size doing senton bombs is – it doesn't need to happen. It shouldn't be in their package. Yeah, it shouldn't be in my package, pal. Um, Let's see. Uh, the two men throw punches back and forth and just clobber the shit out of each other with blows. And it's Wardlow comes out on top and follows it up with a bunch of German suplexes. Hits a headbutt, swings with a backdrop champion uh, with his lariat. Uh, however, Harley Cameron gets on the uh, Cameron gets on the ring apron, provides a sexy distraction. Uh, but then uh, Arn Anderson says, "You want to see sexy? Watch this." And Arn gets up and takes a look. However. Uh, so, no, that's when Arn's uh, checking her out. So a little comedy at ringside. I like that when Arn does that shit instead of being like, get her down, get her down. He's like, oh, oh my. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, the distraction allows Marshall to drop uh, Wardlow with a cutter, but it doesn't work and he kicks out. So let's bury the Stone Cold Stunner. Nobody's ever won with that. Marshall then argues with the official until Arn Anderson gets in and pretends to pull out a gun which leads to him running up the ramp into Penta, who nails a super kick. The Penta super kick part was a little phony, but the iron part of going in like he's going to pull out a pistol and shoot him and him selling for it was funny. That It was good. That was one of my favorite spots of the night, uh, even though we're doing comedy in a title match here. So mm, it's wrestling. I get it, but this has been building and godzilla and king kong just needs to fight it out here but i guess in godzilla and king kong during the middle of their fights there's probably a cutaway scene with a comedy laugh so you could argue it either way i popped i thought it was good uh but penta hit super kicks him uh we they wouldn't need he could have just run to the back and shit his pants uh marshall stumbles to the back and into a ddt from anderson uh yeah so he super kicks him rolls back in and iron hits the ddt uh, while Wardlow then hits a power bomb to Hobbs, Wardlow follows that up with another one, hits another power bomb and another one, and pins them to reclaim the gold. I like this match. This should have been your main event. Why it was stuck at 850, and you're putting those guys on who really have no stakes. It was uh, a, the a bad formatting decision, and it really makes no sense of why you're not highlighting those two guys and highlighting the other ones. Cause there's such <laughs> an apparent difference in anybody who's flipping through the channel to that is going to stay and watch that. Those guys look like main eventers. They had a belt. There was a title change. That's a main event. That's not an eight fifty lead into the, your second hour. It's brutal. That That's tough. 
enough for me to swallow. There's no real excuses that I could uh, even think of to justify that. Oh, because AEW, sorry. Oh, thanks, Todd Brantley, for keeping it real. Uh, but hey, what do I know? I've only uh, allegedly consulted, you know. Oh, after the match, Christian Cage makes his way out with Luchasaurus as they stare down the new champion. Again, more overbooking. We didn't need Penton Phoenix. We definitely don't need this. Let the moment settle. A huge note, and they ignored that every time tonight where they tried to do something. We were right back to year one, stepping on business, stepping on business. You just did a title change with a comedy spot, a walkout to feed for the second comedy spot, which is really R and DDT. And I'm not saying Aaron's not capable, but da da da. That's taking the focus off of the match and and these two bulls going at it. Then we get the the, the final high spot collision, baby's up, and then we're gonna step on that right away. No, it's baby's up, celebrate, beauty shot, cut to commercial, not step on the moment right away. You let him come to the back. It's real. He's blown up. He's got the title. He's pumped. People congratulate him. He turns the corner and boom, Luchasaurus drills him, drops him. Christian throws him the chair, wear him out. Bong, bong, bong. Here comes Don Stevens. Here comes everybody else. What are you doing? What are you doing? Mark Henry. Hey man, back the fuck up. That's show. Don't tell not come out at the entrance and look at you after you and, and ruin your moment and take away your moment. We can have what you want to have, but you let the moment hit, you edit, which is the commercial. Then you come back, show the, the epilogue of it and do your, your next chapter of tune in next week. And you know who did it. And now Wardlow's looking for Luchasaurus pissed off when he shows up at the arena. It's not hard, people, but apparently WWE, who used to do it, can no longer do it, and these guys over here have no idea how to do it, even though they claim they've been wrestling fans their entire lives, and the roadmap is fucking right there for them. It's not rocket appliances, okay? MJF and Guevara are then shown backstage as the champ says he has an agreement that would help them both. And the two of them hug it out after Guevara lets him know his price, and MJF agrees to give him a blank check. Great. Oh, yeah, so he's going to give him a blank check. So now these guys are buddies. They were the pillars, and they hated each other, and I'm going to fuck you up. But now we're doing hugs. We end this scene with a hug backstage. And sure, we I get it. I'm not an idiot that it's MJF baiting and Guevara in and Guevara is going to take him for his money. And he knows it too. And they're just smart and trying to baby face while they are ready to stab each other in the back. There's no honor amongst thieves. It's not a hard thing to figure out. But the little carny hugs and all this shit is, it's cringe, bro. And MJF agreeing to do it, you know. I guess the work can handle anything. It's just, they're not approaching it at the highest level that they should be right here. Even though we have a funny scene of like, write down your number, bro. I'll cover whatever it is in, in your mind. He doesn't tell him, but you get to say in my mind, it was like 60 grand or whatever. I don't know what your number was. And MJF sees it and he gets a chance to sell for, it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm, this, you know, 
uh yeah that's my number okay buddy okay and uh you know then they gotta baby face each other so it's just um it's uh a good scene but then the edit on the on the way out is always this little homoerotic fanboy stuff i just don't understand it you just wouldn't have seen anybody in wwf prime years doing that maybe adrian adonis was somebody i guess but that'd be about it yeah it's it's saved by the bell it really is thanks for the chat room and that it's 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 bad uh jay white with juice robinson versus my man cobra commander here uh i kind of posting that one guy's named jay white but commander's dressed all in white for this so you're like oh all right uh and even though it's all white white luchador still has some weird like kkk vibe to it for some reason when i see him move i'm like dude what the clansmen in there doing some serious rope work oh my uh jay white starts out dominating the match taking the fight to commander in the corner with huge chops as he stomps away at him yeah jay white definitely uh a florida water expert tester uh a climate change expert uh then i popped because they show sean spears in the crowd with the lean mean uh mohawk and uh getting over the camera and i'm always gonna be a proponent of sean spears one of the the best character and simple technical workers that i've ever seen uh you know in my time at ovw and how many times uh he gave them gold and they couldn't get it over they just flushed it man whether it was perfect 10 or anything else but here he is with the signs uh during this match to to do the olympic judging uh and it, it popped me uh but uh and then he showcases his ability up and jumping down the ropes he does this like jump down to the middle jump up to the top jump down in the middle jump up to the top it was it was good um definitely not something i'll be doing uh, this weekend versus tyler turbo like tyler turbo i implore you to do it and see how it works out for you um he takes too long follow up and misses with a moonsault to the outside as white throws him face first in the ring apron uh white delivers chops and in, in front of spears holds up a score of four which leads to white doing another that grants him a score of six from spears uh that made me laugh uh despite what uh white continues acting aggressively with his chops inside the ring even though he allows the commander to hit him with one that doesn't have an impact um yeah it wants more from the mask guy big clothesline uh but then the commander rope walks hits a shooting star press uh and gets a 10 from uh from spears on that one uh but white manages to kick out so apparently it's not a 10 uh, he follows with a springboard phoenix splash but white kicks out again because fuck your shit uh commander heads to the top but white avoids it and nails a cutthroat suplex and a blade runner uh whatever that means jay white over strong on cobra commander um you know uh i'm a cobra guy uh so i want commander to win uh bullet clubs played out and um you know this was a good match i mean a lot of get your shit in stuff and falsies on things you're like oh my god but uh what are you gonna do that's what they want and uh and that dude commander does unbelievable shit on the ropes so it's it's always fun to watch it's a flavor specific flavor of ice cream on the show and uh you know, little kids, when they see that, you're going to remember that forever. I remember Hakushi walking the ropes when I saw him versus Brett live. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, 
Uh, but Spears is back, and that's what I care about. So uh, good. And then Juice Robinson pissed off, pulls Spears over the barricade, and he and White begin until until Ricky Starks hits the rings, hits the ring, and uh, he and Spears Robinson, uh, he Spears Robinson, but White makes. Uh, yeah, it was tough because I was talking about Sean Spears, but he Spears Robinson. Uh, he Spears Robinson, but White makes his way up the ramp. So uh, Juice Robinson fucks with Spears, but then gets speared by uh, the run-in, uh, ironically enough. Uh, but I imagine we'll have that as a tag match probably on uh, – I don't know if it'll be on Dynamite. I hope it's on Dynamite, but uh, probably be on Rampage. So uh, definitely check it out uh, over there, uh, HMG, channelattitude.com. Big shout-out to DJ Mass Effects and Dr. Jeff Littman and everybody else who's uh, hanging out. Chris Ams was in there as well uh, for the uh, Dynamite review, or excuse me, the uh, Rampage review. Appreciate those guys. And uh, up right now, I just uploaded a SmackDown review, even though it was a little late there for me. I just got behind the workflow. Next Level review is out. And um, what else is up there? Next, an impact, uh, impact attack. So plenty of out there today. And I also just put up the new episode uh, 20 of the consultants, allegedly from July 6, 2020. Uh, some hot notes and a very cool idea for big protests. So uh, if you're a subscriber over there on five for audio, 10 for video, you can see the actual alleged notes and uh, let me know what you think. You guys, a uh, good time making uh, that episode, episode 20 of the uh, consultants. FTR are then shown backstage and reveal Mark Briscoe was jumped by the Trust Busters. Uh, they go to check on him, but Jay Lethal's crew are already there. They argue over both teams want to solve the situation. Briscoe tells them to work together, and they agree. Well, that's th- this write-up short-selling it. You know, Mark Briscoe, excellent at character and what he's supposed to be doing and checking with, uh, you know, the medical team there to see if he can go do it. He's ready to go fight, and they all have to talk him down and – you know, guys who, uh, you know, love the Briscoes are there to, to help out, but they are at odds with each other. And now they got to go regulate on the trust buster. So I like this little scene, especially for a group scene that's got a lot of energy in it. They pass the energy back and forth. They set up the stakes between the two uh, teams that their mutual love and respect of Mark Briscoe is more important, but they still got their own egos and they trying to get over on each other. It sets up a nice game. You know, and uh, and it, it was a good little scene. Didn't need to be anything more than it wasn't. And they were all committed to it, and they passed the energy well. So I'll put that scene over. Uh, Chris Jericho confronted Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, does his entrance. And he's uh, pumped because he gets to talk to Chris Jericho. So we have Adam Cole fanboying out in the ring for Chris Jericho, much like I did at the top of this uh, show, but paying him respect and saying that his uh, catchphrase was inspired by him, baby, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, Jericho's responding with kind thank yous and facials. And he says, you know, I, you know, I appreciate you, those kind words you said about me and how much you respect me. And I can honestly say, I don't respect you at all. <laughs> Shit's all over them. A great heel out moment on there after, uh, you know, they shake hands. Uh, but um, he says he thinks he's an arrogant little son of a bitch. He says what Cole did last week was unacceptable. He's lucky he doesn't slap his dumb face off right now. Cole says lately he and his fans think uh, he's been a jag off and he understands Jericho as his minions, but he wonders when Jericho last 
asked himself who the real version of himself is. See, this is another <clears throat> bipolar written uh, therapy scene. I love you, respect you. Uh, you know, all these things we have to say to each other to quantify before we get to what the beef is. And uh, I, everything you did inspired me. Oh, but I think you're a jag off. Oh, well, what is it? Am I a jack off or am I a fucking somebody you respect? It, it, they they just lead in with all this glad handing that's genuine and then expect you to bite on the shit that's phony because you can't say one thing out of one side of your mouth and in the same promo do some phony shit if you're gonna fanboy then you're gonna fanboy like the the, the response is more about getting dissed than you being and reacting some kind of way so uh but whatever uh jericho says cole doesn't want to meet his idols and never should have anything to do with him if he's smart he'll get out of the ring right now however cole is hurt enough and starts attacking him until daniel garcia pops up out of nowhere from behind to attack him the two men then dominate until Britt baker comes out and pulls jericho off him and she slaps him however then out come baby gal and the rest of the crew uh and they do a three-on-one with her then they handcuff cole and you think he's going to beat Cole with a chair, but no, or a candlestick, stick, but no, Jericho hands it over to baby gal who delivers mediocre kendo stick shots. And we, we get this big eighth grade play of like, no, Brit, I'm so sorry. While Brit is the one that gets beat down in the ring and it's supposed to look epic. And the acting is so amateur B movie, bro. I mean, it's, it was not good it was not good and uh very cringy you know and that's what you have that's what you get when you have we've seen it over and over again and adam cole can cut the promo i'm not saying he can't he had good out of all the crew in nxt he's got the most promise and potential but this scene is set up to be wrestle crap phony and especially in their hometown and it was just ugh. um yeah, and that's it looked good on paper. <laughs> Came off like a seventh grade play. It was not good. Uh if there was gonna be heat, Jericho should have kendoed the shit out of out of uh Britt Baker. The handed it to Soraya to do weak, weak ones, and it just Adam Cole like having to do this melodrama acting was not good. Was not good. Uh, then the acclaim come out, gets a good pop on the rap as always. Uh, and with Billy Gunn, scissor me, daddy ass. Uh, they do the bit, and then Jake Hager, daddy magic, and cool hand Ange is that what he's calling himself? Uh, cool hand Ange, uh, come out, uh, get their nipples hard or whatever. Uh, and right away, kind of starts off hot. I popped when Billy Gunn beats the shit out of Hager and threw him into the Threw him into the crowd. Hager's like, oh, I'll go over there and sell. Fuck it. Just get rid of me, Billy. Uh, Billy tags in, uh, sends Andrew over the top rope, tags Hager. He turns uh, the famous and plants the veteran onto the mat. Daddy Magic tags in and does Bowens, and the two men begin brawling inside the ring. Uh, there's a spot later where uh, they break uh, Cool Hand Angie's comb, and it's, again, more comedy. And we keep doing these comedy things in the middle of matches, it's not a bad thing, but we already had one in another match. So to do it in, you're playing that card again. And it takes away from the first one. Because now we're just waiting to do waka waka spots in a match. Now the acclaimed, 
and and scissor me daddy ass all that can handle it i don't think there should even though as much as i like the iron spot that was a serious match for a title and i don't think that was a good spot to do that in you know uh gun then turns up and grabs Angus cone breaks it yeah and uh we get uh bowens drops with the elbow strike caster hits the mic drop and it's over one two three acclaimed and billy gun uh over strong uh, crowd like this, but a claims over a shit, man. They don't need belts or anything like that. And, and really, uh, two team 2.0 or whatever they're calling themselves, Jericho Appreciation Society. Those guys got great charisma too, man. Uh, a lot of talent in the ring in this. And I'm definitely a Jake Hager guy and, uh, Billy Gunn. I listen to him about all climate change expertise. Uh, G ball. You thought the best match was Hobbs and Wardlow. I thought it was too, but like I said, to mix in Arn's comedy, it made me pop, but we're talking about a pretty serious storyline here. Last week, he ghost ride the, uh, forklift through his car, you know? So, but let's do comedy. Let's do some comedy, pal. And, uh, this one will make you laugh. Jungle boy versus Sammy Guevara. In a four pillars tournament match. Uh, they love these tournaments over there, as Richard Craney would say, tournaments. Uh, it's the tournament of champions. Uh, look up Richard Cranium on YouTube, uh, DCW. You'll have a good time there. Uh, but Jungle Boy Jack Perry starts out uh, by wiping Sammy Guevara out to the floor because why? We really don't know how to wrestle, and we got to go to the floor because that's an easy thing to do. Uh, but Guevara responds with a suicide dive of his own. Perry fights back with a Rana to the floor, uh, gets back to the top turnbuckle, takes too long, and Guevara hits the Spanish fly. So already we've done three finisher-level moves, and we haven't sold at all. Nobody's selling anything. Good stuff, everybody. Two end up on the ring apron, a great place to be, and then they brawl until Perry connects with a super kick, but he dies back, and uh, Guevara replies with a knee strike, and he follows with a Spanish fly to the floor. So, you know, why not at this point? Two spill into the audience, and everyone goes, uh, look out, the middle schoolers are coming through, and exchange chops, uh, which includes each of them being sat onto a fan's lap as they deliver blows. Uh, New York State Athletic Commission would not be happy with that choice. Perry grabs a sign and slammed into Guevara's head, but then when they get in the ring, it's a uh, Spanish god who regains control because why sell any heat uh, as soon as you get in the ring, come back to life for zero to hundred real quick, real fucking quick. Uh, Perry responds with an elbow strike and a huge lariat. I don't think it was huge. Not much is uh, after bouncing off the turnbuckles, Perry then hits a power bomb out of the ring apron and catches Guevara with a destroyer after diving from the top turnbuckle. But you know, Guevara manages to kick out. Uh, however, as he goes for another high-risk move, uh, Sammy Guevara kicks to the top rope, which leads him to falling down to the mat. While Perry avoids Guevara's move, he turns back into a super kick and then a cutter. So, uh, you know, get knocked off the top rope, fall into the ring, don't sell it, but make sure you turn around into a super kick and a cutter. Uh, cool. Uh, Guevara nails an implant DDT, but Perry's able to kick out. Perry manages to hit a running elbow straight to the back of Guevara's head. Yeah, dude, he hits him with a DDT. Uh, Perry kicks out. Perry then on the cell, uh, is able to come to life and hit him with a out of nowhere strike to the back of his head, but can't cover him. He just falls down. He's on the cell, comes to life, hits a massive strike, falls down dead for a double down. This is the most rotten shit box level of wrestling you can possibly do. It has no psychology. It's it, it, if you compare it to a real fight, 
You just got knocked out almost. You come to life, knock a guy out, and then then you fall down and get knocked out. This is PWG bullshit. This is New Japan bullshit. It's the complete wrong style. And anybody who works like this is doing a disservice to wrestling. And they don't understand how it is. And you can label it new generation, new whatever. It's not. It's a retardation of the style. It's a bastardization for some comic book bullshit. And it is not professional wrestling. And if you do it, the real pros look at you and go, you suck. You are an amateur. And then your promo skills back that up. Real bad. Real bad right here. And this is your main event. This is what you're putting on in your main event. The worst. Both men make it to their knees and then begin trading slaps because why not? And Perry then locks in the snare trap, but Guevara makes it to the ropes. Perry then heads to the top turnbuckle, but Guevara drop kicks him off and Perry flies back and slams into the timekeeper's table. The 10 counts about to happen, but Guevara grabs the official then MJF turns up and nails Perry with a dynamite dynamite diamond ring, and the countout continues. So you put him through a table, the countout's going, you stop the countout, MJF comes out, hits the dude in the face in front of the referee, which should be a DQ, and then you continue with the countout. So now the ref looks like an idiot. And you didn't even need MJF there because you bumped him off and went through a table, and that's fucking plenty. But no, hold on for the count out while I let you watch the cheat that should DQ me. Now continue counting out. Okay. Not good. Not good. The talent needs to get wrangled in. Whoever agented this needs to be uh, asked why and how those types of double downs can happen. And if they don't understand it, then they need to be explained why it's wrong. But the agents I know over there do know that. I know Pat Buck sure as shit knows it. And uh, and that means that these guys aren't listening to their agents and they're going out and doing things for themselves. That's a possibility. Or now you have to tell me your whole match because you obviously don't know how to do a double down the right way. And you're exposing the business and you're making us all look bad. Is that what you're out here to try and do? Cause that's not what I'm out here to try and do. So really, really rough stuff in the main event from the junior high schoolers. And especially when they open the show with, uh, you know, story hour, it, it was, it was bad. Uh, and, and I feel bad for Wardlow and, and for Hobbs, man. Because those guys are multi-million dollar properties and they were shuffled in the middle. Their business was the biggest and it, it, was, it wasn't it was even in the secondary kickoff time slot that would have had people watching. Uh, that that's a, that's a, should be a real slap in the face to those guys and they should ask why. Why did these, why did these kids get this spot when if you were to put them next to each other to pass the eye test? There's no way on a tournament match that was made in the opener, as opposed to something you've been doing business on for months. Bad news bears, bro. Real not good. Uh, y'all off. But uh, it's about to get good here because it's 420, and we're going to let go of all gripes and uh, have a nice uh, smoke of that horseshoegenetics.com. We're 30 strong here, you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's wrestling. There's nothing uh, to really get hot over. 
<laughs> it's just expectations not even being close to being met and then they pat themselves on the back for it and won't listen to any of the real talk and won't listen to people who tell them to stop doing that stuff won't listen when will osprey who does that stuff says maybe i shouldn't have done that stuff and instead we do spanish flies of the floor through tables none of it means anything and except the fact that your neck's going to be broken and you did it for what you know when you could have learned character learned how to tell a story added some emotion where your moves actually meant something in a match as opposed to just doing them did you think it's fun to play like it's street fighter terrible and now you're going to sacrifice your body spine neck and brain concussion shoulder probably knees ankle all for all because you didn't get it because somebody puts you on a main stage far too soon before <laughs> your swords were sharp enough to handle it so y'all uh, man we'll keep on keeping on and uh thank you guys for subscribing to channelattitude.com hmg and if you're out there at the shows bringing those hmg signs I'll be in St. Catharines, Ontario on Sunday, trying to bring that heavyweight title back here to Channel Attitude, uh, and we'll all celebrate together. Uh, looking forward to the 420 party here and uh, getting my students ready for their big match. And uh, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Enjoy the Friday locker room with my man Billy Ray Valentine, and uh, the new Consultants episode is up now. So everything out there uh, for your rest of your weekend uh, of listening on the road or Whatever you got going on, lawn work, uh, I know you guys love having us out in the background, and we love being there. So, y'all, uh, infidels, it's Hacker Hameen. It's 420. Light them up, because we just lit the fuse. Y'all, oh, 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 I know what Baka means. <laughs>